Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. The one skill you must have in player development is the skill of relationship building. That is huge. It is a bunch of relationships that you will have. In this episode, we're going to talk about the three ways to build relationships and the seven relationships you need to build in the role. So let's get rolling. First way to build relationships is knowing names, knowing names. That goes a long way. Knowing names of the people that you serve goes a long way. Now, I've worked with coaches. Once again, I was a high school coach where I got in a player development role and coaches use numbers. Hey, nine, six. Hey, number two, four, whatever. I get that but you have to know the names of people you serve. Whenever I went into the role, be it the University of Houston, Kansas, or Baylor, I gave myself two weeks, two weeks to know the names of every single person on the team. When I had interns, that was their homework. You need to know. I gave them four weeks. I gave them a month, but you have to know the names of the players on the team. And I would walk around with my intern or assistant and at workouts or around the building and say, What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? And, you know, now I wouldn't scream this out loud, but I'm sitting there having a conversation with him. I wanted to know. But knowing the names is so important because this is a name that it was given to them. This is a name. If it's a nickname, it's something that's close to them. It's something that has memory, something they've been called during their life. There's a lot of connection to their name from their parents or family lineage or whatever it is. Knowing the names of the people you serve is the number one step in relationship building. Number two, knowing where people are from. Knowing where people are from. Whenever I introduce myself to someone, I ask them their name and I ask them where they're from. And the reason why is I usually remember where they're from before I remember their name. Because I'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so from, oh yeah, that's their name. But knowing where people are from, people take pride in where they're from. Matter of fact, where am I from? Yeah, some of y'all got that right. Your boy is from Houston. A, am from the H, I'm from Houston, Texas. And so, Knowing where people grew up and where they're from, and not necessarily hometown, because you know some people grew up there. I know there's people that grew up. There's a player at the University of Texas who finished high school in Georgia, but he's from Mo City, you know, which is where I'm from in Houston, um, specifically. So if you know exactly specifically where I'm from, Mo City, hey, look out, that's pretty awesome. But from the Houston area, and so knowing where people are from is huge. It's huge. It helps you. Like it helps when certain things happen. You know, uh, un- you know, there's natural disasters that happen. Whenever I was in a role at Kansas, we knew when the hurricanes would hit the east or hit Florida, Florida, I knew which athletes were from Florida. Now, we used the roster to make sure, but I always went first with who I knew and then looked at the roster to make sure we didn't miss. And we didn't miss because we knew so-and-so's from this part of Florida, so-and-so's from here. Or if there was a tornado that ripped through the Midwest, we knew which one of our players from the Midwest. If there was an earthquake on the West Coast, we knew which one of our players was, you know, from the West Coast or whatever happened. It could be, you know, unfortunately, you know, when, you know, flooding in when I was in Houston and certain areas of whose families are in these certain parts of Houston where this flooding is going on. And it's bigger than that. I use that as that was an instance, but there's even great things. Like, hey, I saw that your team won the state championship or hey, y'all got a festival. You find out somebody's got a strawberry festival in their hometown or oh, so-and-so is a big person. That actor's from your hometown. But knowing where people are from just helps you understand them even more. So you know their name, you know where they're from. And then the third thing is knowing what they want in life. What do they want in life? Now, Working in college football, every single person in the locker room is going to say, I want to be in the NFL. 
granted, you know, as part of the game, right? You go from high school football to college on scholarship, or you, you make a team as a walk-on, you think you're one step closer to the NFL, you're actually one step away from high school football. But you want to know what they want in life. Yeah, the NFL is going to be there, but as you build relationships, you know what they want. So we had two players at the University of Kansas who wanted to be doctors. They were really good players for us and, you know, really good program core guys for us, but they wanted to be doctors. That was their main focus. So when we got into a year where one player was like, hey, I'm done, I'm about to start med school, we knew we were prepared. I used to give them nicknames. Their names were Cooper Root and Nick Channel. I would call them Dr. Coop, Dr. Root, Dr. Channel. You know, they would laugh, but they knew I knew what they wanted in life. We had offensive lineman Malik Clark. Shout out to Malik Clark. Malik Clark was a really good player for us. When Malik Clark loved cooking so we got him in culinary and, and and different things at different restaurants so we knew he wanted to do this so i would call him chef hey what's up chef but you're understanding what people want out of their life we had sam burt who is at kansas good player for us sam wanted to be work you know he loves nature he wanted to work at yellowstone you know and just the environment different things like that so we call him ranger ranger sam or captain sam you know whatever it may be uh but once again that was another way to know what people want in life. Yeah, there's some that want the NFL, there's some that want to be artists, there's some that want to be politicians. Shout out to Tony Bradford at Texas Tech. I don't know Tony. Uh, I know of him because he played in Houston. I actually know his uncle. But he played in North Shore High School in Houston, went to Texas Tech, had a great career. But you can see Texas Tech, they always highlight he wants to be a uh, chief of police. And so he's doing certain things. They know that he's a great player, but that's what he wants to do in his life. And so. That's one thing you got to get to know what these players want in life, even if they want the NFL, right? I would always ask them, okay, after your 10-year career, you have a 10-year career in the NFL, which is triple and sometimes quadrupling what people normally get um, in the league. What are you going to do then? And then you find out, hey, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. Like Alexander Myers, who was with us at Houston, you know, Alex wanted to be an entrepreneur. So Alex actually got a chance to play in the NFL and has his own coffee company. So... You know, getting to know these things is huge in a role. Once again, you want to know their name, where they're from, and what they want in life. Once you get that core down, that, that number one skill relationship building, it helps the programming so much because you're connecting with them on a deeper level than, oh, you're just a player in this program. You're connecting, oh, I know your name, I know what you're, where you're from, and I know what you want to do. And that is huge. That is huge. Huge because you connect with their past, present, and their future. It's huge in a role. So relationship building is the number one skill you need to have in the role. I got rolling and forgot to introduce myself. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ed Jones. I'm the host of this podcast that you are tuning into. Thank you so much. This podcast is called The Player Development Pod, and I'm the founder of Beyond the Field. Hey, shout out BTF Merch, maybe, coming? We're gonna see. Uh, Beyond the Field, where we create impactful player development programs and professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time out of your day to spend with me here. All right, here are the seven relationships you need to build in the space. So we talked about the three ways to build relationships. Now we're going to talk about the seven, 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 shout out to Shevin Smith, who's coaching at Nebraska, um, one of my players from Baylor. Here are the seven relationships you need to build. Number one, build relationships with the athletes. That's self-explanatory. We just talked about that. Number two, building relationships with the coaching staff. You need, you're working with them every single day. You need to build relationships with the coaching staff. We talk, I've talked about it before in an episode um, that you know they're not going to know what you, you really do, and that's fine, but you want to build relationships with the coaching staff because you are on that coaching staff. If they succeed, you succeed. When I was at Baylor, I got some really nice bonuses because we won a Big 12 championship back there. You see that ring? Yeah. 
We won a Big 12 championship. I got some good bonuses. So I had some relations with the coaching staff. And I'm not saying that those relationships benefited the, us on the field. I'm saying it benefited me personally. So have those relationships with the coaching staff. Uh, number three, the family of the athletes. You got to build those relationships. Those were some of the best times in the role. At the University of Houston, what Coach Tom Herman had is we had a family or fun Friday fun day. So you could either watch a movie or you could spend time with your family or you could play a game. And so if families were in time, the players got about an hour and a half to spend with their family. So I would give them like the first 30 minutes and then I will walk around and say hello to the families. You get to meet families. You're meeting them during the recruiting process. You meet them at spring football. You're meeting them when you're moving them in. You're meeting them at games. It's also cool when they're in the road games, they're in the hotel. You don't have a big crowd. You just got the family. So Building those relationships with the families of athletes are really, really good. I have multiple stories of family members calling me, asking me for help because once again, you know, you know how I have kids now. I get it. Um, sometimes I say certain things that their teacher says something, and it it, it uh, resonates. So uh, building those relationships with families was incredible and important. So that's another relationship you need to build. Number four, athletic department staff. Just like with the coaching staff, you're a part of the athletic department staff. You need to build those relationships. Why? Because they will be pivotal. When I met people, I always just wanted to come in. I would say, hey, just get used to me. I come around. I say hello a lot. It's just, just how I do things. Uh, that's just me. I like people. I like say, saying hello. And you never know when you're going to need somebody. I wouldn't build a relationship to, to, for a need, but you just never know when it happens, right? And it's so much better to come and talk to someone that you have a relationship with than, oh, hey, I saw you. My name's Ed. I need this done, right? It's so much better when, you know, you've had that relationship and you go to them because they know you're not coming. If you're coming to them for something, it's important because you've always come to them just to talk to them, just to ask them about their day, just to say hello. So if you're coming and saying, hey, the situation happened, I need this kind of quick, they will move fast for you. It, I've seen it throughout my entire life. So building that relationship is not for that. It's I just like people. I just want to know people. I want to know what people do in a role too so we can connect. Maybe we can work together in this for the athletes. But building those relationships will help you in the role. Number five, friends of athletes. Build relationships with their friends. Uh, not all athletes' friends are teammates. Uh, most of them like to get out of the locker room and meet people. And so you see these friends at, at the spring game or the student appreciation practice or walking around campus. You know, I had to check classes. I'll see their friends. Like I always uh, joke with one player I had taken from his class, from practice to his class. He was graduating, so he would have a class during the last 30 minutes of practice. And he had a, a, one of his friends in the classroom. She was from Atlanta while the Houston Astros were playing Atlanta Braves. And so we were kind of getting after each other. But like I saw her on campus and she would be like, hey, he's doing well. Thank you so much. It's good. You just meet their friends because you just get more eyes, right? More people that know your athletes, more people that are willing to help. And it's cool to the athletes. The athletes appreciate you getting to know their friends because once again, you're getting to know the people that matter to them. And so getting to know those friends, you, I mean, I've had calls from friends like, hey, coach, you need to come talk to him. You need to come talk to him. He tripping or he needs you or, you know, whatever it may be. You need to come talk to him. And so those are that that's insight that you don't get. Right. So build relations with friends, really just to build relationships, but also get to know the people that the players have. It will benefit you as well. Number six, campus and university staff. Once again, you're part of the campus and university staff. Um, and so you get to know people, um, faculty and staff, I should say, um, it's getting to know those people that are that that are there. Like now, nah, I, I you don't want to fraternize with professors. Don't do that because I can get you in some trouble. 
Um, but we did get to know professors because we had like a professor appreciation practice and they would come to dinner. We would reward them. We did this everywhere I was at. And so we would have the professors come and it's cool just to talk to them. I talk to them about what they studied or what they learned. And they, they tell you, hey, you know, the students are doing well. You know, the freshmen, you know, they're a little rowdy, but they're freshmen. Like you get, to, I'm telling you, you build those relationships, you get to find out things. Build relationships on campus, housing, um, dining admissions, you know, it's just these people on campus, community relations, department on campus, orientation team, campus tour team. You get to meet so many people that can help you in the role and just once again, help you provide you with what the culture is on campus, what the culture is on campus. And you get an extra set of eyes for your players and you're just building people. You never know when you need something. There was someone I met at the University of Kansas and they had a center and it was just a beautiful room, like a really beautiful room. And I was like, hey, could we possibly use this for programming or whatever? And he's like, yeah, just let me know. It didn't happen because COVID happened, but it was just by meeting him and going to go into his office. I found out he had this incredible room where we could do programming and he got our players away from the facility, which I always try and do as much as I can at least once a year, get them away from the facility because they're always there. And that just happened because I was building relationships with someone on staff. So once again, those those relationships on staff are very beneficial. And the last one, inf influential departments in the city. When I was at the University of Kansas, one of the first emails I sent out was to Dr. Anthony Lewis, who's the superintendent of the Lawrence uh, schools. And I met with him. He was like, yeah, come to my office, let's meet. And we had a great uh, opportunity to talk and I saw his vision for the district. He saw my vision for our players. He gave me the go ahead to reach out to any campus on, in, under his influence. And it was incredible. Uh, what we were able to do in the Lawrence School District. And it was just great. We were able to not only go to campuses, but also uh, be a part of some of the initiatives they had. And it, it was just a great, um, you know, great relationship, you know, for uh, our program and for their schools. There's government officials you can meet. There's, you know, uh, city workers you can meet, different people, different departments, different organizations, people that are movers and shakers around the university, former players, maybe former uh, students at the university. But those are relationships you want. Those are the seven relationships that are big inside this role and will help you. Those seven relationships will help you create massive success in the role. Please, please, please do not downplay the aspect of building relationships. It is huge. I cannot say it enough. Building relationships help me so much. In those first couple years at the University of Houston, when I was figuring out the role, what really sustained me and helped me get things done was the relationships I had built in those seven areas. So that's today, and that ends our eight podcast series of player development hiring. Uh, it's been a great series. I hope you got something from it. Matter of fact, I know you got something from it, and put in the show notes what you got from it. Also, like. Like the video if you got something from this series, something that has helped you so much. Please subscribe and share. And we are done with that series. Wow, that was an eight-week series, eight podcast series, two months of diving into some aspect of hiring or helping people in the role as they transition into the role. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of that. And if you were a season ticket holder, let me know. <laughs> All right, today's tip, player development tip. And before I do the tip, before I move any um, closer to player development tip, we have not had player development questions because we need y'all to send them in. Send in your player development questions. You can put them in the comment. You can put them in the comments or you can send me an email, but send in your player development questions. Today's player development tip is to build relationships with those doing similar work in the department. Relationships, relationships, relationships. <laughs>
Uh, but there's a lot of people doing similar work in the department. And the biggest group doing that are, is the student athlete development staff. And I have worked with some incredible student athlete development professionals. I am so thankful because they helped me grow so much in a role and helped me see so many different things. But if you're fortunate to be around people who are doing that work, student athlete development work, get to know them. They are on your side. It is not a competition between you and them. Um, I know you work, if you're in the player development space, you work with a team specifically. Um, yeah, there's different things that you do, different things that are required of you, but student athlete development professionals can also help you. They could be your teammates as well. Um, it's not many people that, and when I was in the role, wasn't a lot of people that worked on our coaching staff that I could go to who could understand what was needed, why I needed space, and you know, just some of the things I was like, ah, I wish somebody understood what I'm trying to get done. And so anybody you have in that space, um, in a department, student athlete development, people, uh, student affairs uh, on campus, get with them, get to know them because there's people doing work for the students and it will help you professionally in a huge way. So make sure you build relationships with them and continue to grow. Well, that's all. That's it for today. That is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. About to have some guests here on the podcast soon. I'm really, really excited and we're going to start diving into some other things here as we transition out of this series. Well, you know what I always say, go out and do what? Create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much. And check out these videos. It's like that TikTok that does. No, maybe not. All right, y'all have a good one.